And now, a word from our sponsors. The Oyster Recovery Partnership is the nonprofit expert in Chesapeake Bay oyster restoration. Oyster Recovery Partnership has planted more than 9 billion oysters on 3,000 acres of reef and recycled more than 250 bushels of shell. Everyone benefits from a healthy Chesapeake Bay. Poor water quality and declining habitats can be reversed. Oysters are the answer. Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. Did my voice clear up any? Like, did y'all hear that? Did, was it professional? Mm-hmm. Nah, I just messed up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. I'm here with Black Girls in Oysters, Miss Camille and Jasmine. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? We're happy hey, to be here. Yo, so for folks who don't know you, let me just give um, a small, very small summary because we got a lot to talk about. Dang, yo, I'm just loving the way this microphone sounds like this microphone is killing it. Um, but for the folks who don't know you, um, you guys are social media celebrities. Okay. <laughs> what is so no. funny? What are y'all doing? What's <laughs> No, not social media celebrities. That was not a joke. Like, I haven't even did my punchline yet. Wow. Okay, that's what we're doing. All right. Okay. No, but um, these uh, young ladies are um, killing it on social media. Seriously, though, um, with their, um, first of all, bringing some, and I've said this on other uh, episodes, but I'll say it again, just in case this is your first time tuning in. Uh, For a long time, I didn't see anybody who looked like me on the oyster scene so we're some years in now and i saw your page black girls and oysters and i was like oh shoot here we go here we go and i've already talked to you know imani uh with minorities and all the culture on the podcast and we've we've had the same conversation it's, it's, it's but like for a long time i didn't see anybody who looked like me um, you know, out here just doing the oyster thing. And I, I saw your page. I was like, oh, snap. They about to, they about to kill me on Instagram. <laughs> now. But you, it's not competition, but, you know, it's, it's, it honestly just felt good to see somebody with the same passion that you guys mm-hmm. have. And, and, you know, just the way you um, talk about oysters, post uh, about oysters, um, support other people in the oyster community which is very important yeah um stuff like that honestly is more important to me like just reposting and sharing people don't understand like how important that is how um it helps to get other people's eyes on maybe an event you're doing yeah. or a cause or a nonprofit. so thank you ladies for doing that y'all are killing it now thank you thank i'm you. gonna let y'all talk for a second um <laughs> So just tell me, like, you know, um, well, first introduce yourself, like, and tell a little, just a snippet, like, about you, what your, your name, age, all that kind of stuff, no, not name and age, but just, you know, just your name <laughs> and, you know, who you are. I'm Camille. Um, I am a psychologist by training, actually. Um, mm. So I'm a postdoc right now um, from Philly and um, did undergrad at North Carolina A&T Aggie Pride. And I'll leave it at that, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm Jasmine. I 
am not a psychologist. Uh, I'm a producer, a news producer. Um, yeah, I'm from LA. Did I LA in Philly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sheesh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, so let, let's start in the beginning for both of you guys. Like, um, first of all, when did you have your first oyster? Do you even remember? Yes, we do. Okay, let's let's yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah. My very first oyster was right. actually in New Orleans mm. and it was at Neal's and I had a char-grilled oyster and um, I was sitting at the bar and I was watching the guy on the grill and I was like, oh my gosh, that smells so good. I could see the flames, I could see the butter and the Parmesan and I grew up eating a lot of seafood, living in Philly near the coast. Um, and my, my dad and my, my paternal side of the family is from the coast of North Carolina. So we were always going to the beach. So I was already a fan of like mussels and clams, but something about an oyster just kind of creeped me out at the time. But I was like, dang, these look good. And so we were like, what's that? And she was like, oh, those are, you know, our most popular, the oysters, whatever. Here, here, try some. And she just gave us like two to try. And I was like, wow. Mind blown. <laughs> crazy but i didn't have them again for several years until our first time having raw oysters and that was my first time having oysters in general i've never had raw fried char grilled so my first time raw i made her try with me mm -hmm. in charleston mm -hmm. what was that 2021 yeah yeah wow like April 2021 yep that's covid time right yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much yeah 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 that was yeah we were mm -hmm. driving everywhere during COVID so we were like five hours from Charleston mm -hmm. and it was her birthday so we went up there and we binge top chef the whole we binge top chef the corona. whole pandemic and so what happened how do we end know. up I don't, I don't even know. think we went there for oysters we I think we, we went for seafood because the place that we went we went for Rodney Bart we went for Rodney Scott well we went to we went to South, yes. we went to South Carolina for Rodney Scott's but the restaurant that we had oysters at we were just looking for seafood and it was like the yeah. oldest seafood place in South Carolina I think mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. were like oh okay so they brought the oysters out on ice cubes like when we look back at the pictures and stuff, we'd be like, wow, what were we doing for real? But it wasn't bad to the point where we didn't want to have them anymore. It was like, okay, this that wasn't bad because I definitely was like, if I'm trying them, I'm making you try them with me. Like if I'm going down, you're going down too. So yeah. And probably since then, I would say we've had at least at least a thousand plus oysters in the last, what is that, year? And probably more than that. Yeah, we've had a lot of oysters. Messing around with her. Yeah, we've had a lot of oysters since then. When we were in Memphis last year, um, our favorite restaurant around the corner from the house would do a dollar fifty per oyster happy hour, mm. like every day. Wow. And it was like, in driving, it probably took us four minutes to get there. So we were like, yeah, we were there all the time, multiple times a week. And they were good oysters too. Yeah. It was like murder points. They would have West Coast oysters. They would have East Coast oysters. Yeah. So it wasn't just, it was golf, but like they would have a good golf oysters. Yeah, we had a nice selection. So let me, let me ask you that. And you're hitting on it right now. Like what makes a good oyster? Mm. Ooh, I'm a little particular. So all right, let's hear it. I, I need it to be visually, first of all, no smell. Can't smell like anything. It should just smell like the ocean. Anything funky, weird, absolutely no. It's a no-go. Um, any cloudiness in the liquor? No. Mm -mm. I need cloud-free. I need clear liquor. 
I need it to be beautifully shucked. I don't want it to look like you you shucked it through the heart. Like, oh my gosh, like what? <laughs> have some respect. Like, have some respect. Um, yeah. Ice cold do. raw oyster. She will not eat oysters if they come out on ice cubes. No. So she Gotta forgot to mention ice. that too. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I, I was also gonna because you hit on you hit on that. Um so like why is presentation important? I think for us, health reasons. Yeah. Definitely for me at least, health Definitely. reasons. Like if I seafood is something I don't play with overall. So when it comes to seafood, I need the presentation to look like I'm being from LA, the coast Mm -hmm. definitely needed to come out looking like this is good seafood. I'm not going to get sick. I'm the type of person, like if we would have, if I ever have gotten sick from oysters, I don't know if I could eat it again because I would Mm -hmm. be too terrified. So it definitely needs to be for, for me at least health. Mm -hmm, Definitely same health, health reasons. I needed to look like you understand the importance of freshness in the product and not only how fresh it is, but how fresh you present it and how much you care about it. Um, I don't want just some like, you know, random person back there just shucking away just, you know, for the sake of it. Like, you know, yeah, I'm I'm here so I don't get fined. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't right. want that. We definitely had a shucker who was having a bad day one day. <laughs> Come on now. And Come she on was now. Like she she was actually a hostess and she was like, I'm having a bad day, so I'm gonna go shuck some oysters. And we were sitting right in front of her. She was murdering oh these oysters. She was killing these oysters. And I had I was like, it was painful to watch. Please do not put that on our plate. Like, <laughs> no. No, We're for real, that. yeah. Take that back. It was it was painful to watch. So yes, wow. definitely, yeah. Just health reasons for sure, for sure. So have you guys? I mean, because you you do a a bunch of you know brilliant posts, um, and also those guides. I I was looking at you do a bunch of guides yeah. like city to city, and we'll go into that. But what I wanted to ask is, what's like your I would say your most memorable experience uh, at a raw bar. Any stand out, stick out? Hmm. Oh, a couple come to mind. What do you think? My first one probably be when she successfully defended her dissertation. Was that that? May, yeah. Oh, come on now. Successfully defended her dissertation and our favorite restaurant Mm -hmm. in Memphis basically just shucked oysters until we told them no more. Like they, and they didn't charge us. It was like a celebration. They just shucked until we said, stop. I think that was probably one of my best. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. They were also like trying to clear house. Yeah, we came in like 20 minutes before they closed. Yeah, so it was also like, oh, hey, here's what we got. Boom, boom, boom. Um, That comes to mind. We had some really good oysters at Kimball House last week. They they were really good. Um, Oh, Denver um yeah we had some really great oysters in denver at uchi um sushi restaurant they, were... they taste like fried chicken <laughs> what what does that mean like how does that happen what's funny Where's... is it it had like a lemongrass like a lemongrass something and there was something else that they had the flavor combination as soon as i ate it I turned to her and I said this tastes like fried chicken it didn't taste like an oyster <laughs> it was like wow like how did they do that it was and, really good and it was raw yeah. yeah and it was fresh it was so it was fresh so <laughs> so yo good. people underestimate a fresh oyster mm. 
like right there, just that statement. I've, mm-hmm. I, I've been thinking about this recently um, because a lot of people ask me, first of all, they, they was like, oh, you don't have a website? No, I don't have a website. Oh, well, so how do people, like, how do they find you? I was like, well, they find me on Instagram, social media, and word of mouth. I was like, you know, really, honestly, you know, I get a lot of compliments, but it's not me. It's really the oyster. And I just happen to be mm-hmm. able to shuck it or present that oyster in the best show, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, really, it's just, I know the distributors, I know the oyster farmers, and I know when those are, the oysters are harvested and being brought in. Mm-hmm. So because I'm not a restaurant, I, I feel like I have an upper hand. I'm not, you know, disadvantaged. I feel like I had the upper hand because um, I pick my oysters up the day of where a restaurant may be sitting mm-hmm. on oysters, even a, even day to day. Yeah. I tell people that the flavor of the oyster changes mm-hmm. because it's out of its natural environment. Um, so when I'm picking my oysters up, they might be out of the water a day. If like, they might be, you know, just being harvested. Mm-hmm. So when I'm presenting them to my, um, whoever is eating them at the time, that's the, fr- that's the freshest you're going to get unless you're yeah. at that oyster farm. Right. So, you know, people really underestimate. I'm not doing anything. I'm just presenting to you what I know to be the yeah. freshest product, freshly shucked, and at a good quality f- shucked. You know, as mm-hmm. you as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's. So do y'all home shuck? Definitely. Uh-oh. Yes. Definitely. So how do how do we even get the nerve up to start home shucking? We didn't feel like paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's we fair were in memphis last year we'll keep it, we were in memphis last year and going to our favorite restaurant which was up the block was always an option but there was only one whole foods in well there's two whole foods in memphis but they're both 20 30 not two they're both about 20 30 minutes from downtown which was where we were so it was like if we did if the oyster restaurant was closed or we didn't want to just go sit at a restaurant we were like, well, let's try and check them at home. Whole Foods did a 12 for 12 on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And we just went and picked something up. And we were like, let's try it. So what was that? Last Christmas, we got mm-hmm. a shucker. And honestly, we've just been at home shucking ever yeah. since. She's really the shucker, though. If the, if we have a dozen, I might do four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, but the she'll, she'll get in there and she's determined. She, I she, am. she and she cares about the oyster. So it's not like she's mangling it. Nice. She's really taking her time. So, yeah. But now we have like 20 shuckers. We do. It's an addiction, right? We do. We have so many because it, as we learn more about it, we're realizing that the type of knife that you use can definitely impact kind of the shucking process, making things easier and more challenging in some ways. So, so yeah, uh, we're experimenting a lot. People have definitely asked, like, oh, when are we going to get some black girls and oyster shuckers and all of that, which is, you know, at some point in the near future. But I think we're trying to figure out if we're going to put out a product or sell anything to anybody, we want to love it. Mm-hmm. So we're experimenting. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Do you have a favorite knife right now? Or, oh, we, just got, we literally just got new ones yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, we did just get some. One of our friends, she just got us some. We haven't even taken the paper off. <laughs> mm. 
Okay. All right. How did you? Have, oh, you you haven't used it yet. No, no we, we have a couple more. So are those branded? Yeah, we have some R. Murphy knives. Um, they're a little bit more narrow. There's no. What's your favorite? I don't know what. Mm. What's it so called? My, my answer is what y'all were uh, basically just saying. And I almost stopped myself when I asked you because I kind of felt like that person when I'm when I'm shucking, like, what's your favorite knife? And my my go to answer is it all depends on the oyster that I'm shucking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it comes down to. Like, um, if I'm shucking and I just want to say this, let's let's take a break right now. <laughs> I just want to say this. Let me go in my monologue. Um, subscribe to the Oyster Ninja podcast. And okay. I just want to, I want to give a shout out to Hardywood Gingerbread Stout. Um, this is really coming through right now. Um, subscribe to the podcast. The numbers on the podcast are going crazy. And I'm going to blame it on two things. One, my consistency. <laughs> this mm-hmm. year, I'm like, yo, I'm going to be putting out those podcast episodes. I'm going to be finding the best guests i.e. you guys thank you and second of course you guys the listeners the subscribers who are already listening like you know you guys download the episode so big out big shout out to you guys tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the oyster ninja podcast and if you haven't please go and leave a review those reviews um help the algorithm say mm-hmm. oh people really like this oyster ninja podcast let's suggest this podcast to somebody else who might like this uh genre of what this guy is talking about so back to you guys um what were we talking about your favorite knife oh yeah my favorite knife um so yeah it all depends on what oyster i'm shucking um so my go-to first of all go-to is always gonna be well i got a sad story so I was originally taught by my dad how to shuck oysters. He made, he had this handmade knife. Mm. Um, I mean, like the, the handle was putty. It was like a handle, but it had putty all around it. And basically I had molded it to my hand. Mm. And that's actually the knife I used the first year I competed in the national competition where I played six. Um, so that was my go-to knife. If I was smart, I would have just kept that knife home because that was the, the best knife ever. Um, but of course, because it's the best knife ever, I want to use it everywhere I go. And somebody stole it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, somebody stole it. So shuckers, no, you do not leave, leave, um, leave your knife just sitting around. Like you don't leave it at your station. You don't leave it stuck in the ice. You don't leave it near your shells. None of that because a knife will walk away so anyway that was my that was my knife that I mean and even when I had it I would I never knew where it came from I never seen anything like it far as like the blade or anything so there that is now my dad won't make me another one but I got a grinder on the way I I gifted myself a grinder for Christmas okay Uh, I'm gonna start working on my own knives and they will be nice 
Um, <laughs> but um, so I did that. Um, but like, like I said, my go-to knife is the Chesapeake Stabber, which is made by Dale German in Baltimore. Um, he's an old master woodmaker. He did the um, uh, the the knives that the wood came from the Prada Baltimore, I believe it's called. And he did a whole lot of that for oyster recovery. And those knives are like crazy expensive, but it, you know, gives back and everything. Um, but that's my go-to knife. And now I also like that Emergo knife, like the knife that I've really been pushing out there um, is their Emergo knife. It is expensive, but it's just like, it's like I said, like he was on the podcast. I was like, this is the last knife you'll ever need. It's full mm. titanium um so you're not gonna worry about it bending breaking or any of that and even if it does you can just send it back to him yeah um so that's that but that that's my go-to knife the Chesapeake stabber because I'm a Chesapeake stabber I either stab through the mouth of the oyster or I can use that stabber to go through the back also so yeah my go-to knife okay yeah so for those home shoppers, would you give them any tips? Oh, okay. Okay. So we haven't posted a how to shuck at home video oh, yet. It's right. in the cards. And, you know, I'm not really pressed about posting one of those because there are so many videos already out there. That's, like, okay. if you are going to shuck at home, I feel like Google is right there. Like, okay. you know. And the Oyster Ninja is on YouTube, but... Uh, Exactly, exactly. (laughs) There are professional videos and things already out there. Right. So, you know, we're trying to get our TikTok presence up. And Hmm. I come across this, you know, how to shuck an oyster video. First of all, the person's wearing a Band-Aid. So I'm immediately like, this is not going to be... You're no professional. (laughs) So then the person pulls out a pocket knife. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. If I wish I was like, right. All you need is a strong knife. I'm like, that's not how this goes. But right. okay. so, and they also shucked it incorrectly. So it was just bad all around. You're not mm. using the right utensils and you're doing it wrong. So all of the liquor spilled out of the oyster. She shucked it upside down. Shucked it upside down. Mm. And then just like ripped the oyster oh, like a, like heart so much. like oh ripped God. the oyster like apart like I wish we might send it to you so that's that animal you abuse yeah up. let me do that so I can remix that I put something <laughs> in the comments super neutral like oh my gosh this is dangerous or like you know you might want to get an oyster knife because this could be dangerous if you yeah. keep you know using the pocket knife or whatever um she blocked us. Ooh, <laughs> here we go. So our tips are to first, you need to have an oyster knife. You need to have an oyster knife, especially if you are a beginner and you're just experimenting. Like, let's just start with the basics. Not a butter knife. Not a butter knife. Oh, We've, man. We, we know from experience. I just got a new butter knife. <laughs> yeah, I bet it broke when you tried something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, no butter knife, no no pocket knife, no, no screwdriver, screwdriver, no just random sharp object that you have laying around. You need to have a rag to put around your hand, somewhere flat surface, firm. Yes, but above all, if nothing else, please have a shucking knife to to start with. Like, 
And definitely need to have somewhere that you're going to put the shells. We did realize like, okay, that is, <laughs> that's also part of this process. Now what? So yeah, right. right exactly. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I feel you. And um, do not soak them in fresh water. We, I have seen video. Yeah. I've seen videos of people like rinsing their oysters and they're like deep. They're taking the oysters on a swim in the sink water. Don't do that. So I will say this from my experience. Some wild oysters, they do need a rinse because mm-hmm. they can have like mud. A rinse, yeah, yeah, yeah. though. A oh, rinse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A rinse. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy on the rinse, not right. a deep swim. These, these, <laughs> these oysters was at swimming practice. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other thing, like people gotta understand, like these oysters are still living. Yeah, and a lot of people don't to, realize that. Yeah. yeah, and and to live, they need brackish water, yes. not fresh water. Yeah, fresh water will kill the oysters. They can't live in fresh water. So I'll say that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about your social media presence now. Let's jump in that. Like, let's talk about like first of all, why you started the page, and now what are you doing with it? Started the page really, it was just something for fun to do, to be honest. I really wish it was a deep like reasoning at first but we were out having oysters for like the first time in Memphis actually we were like on a date night trying to get used to the city and we ordered some oysters we we're kind of experimenting with the place wanting to see what the oysters were like at first so I think we only ordered like a half dozen yeah, so and um they came out beautifully they were the presentation was beautiful and I wanted to take a picture and I was like oh this would be so cute on Instagram and then I realized like dang like don't nobody care about my little like Instagram, like <laughs> don't nobody care about my like beautiful oysters that I'm about to eat. And I was like, dang, but I knew so many people who have been posting oysters recently. I knew a lot of black girls have been trying them. I think I'm going to make an Instagram. And I think within a week I had figured out color palette. I had started playing around with like logos and fonts, thinking about what kind of content I would want to post. Um, thinking about how much time I actually had to dedicate to the page. Um, and at first it was really just supposed to be a, a, a cute Instagram for people to get recommendations about like where to eat oysters and to also just see black women eating oysters. Um, yeah. And really, and also black people, we also get that question a lot. Oh, I don't identify as a black woman. Can I still, you know, tag your page? Can I still like, is this for me or am I intruding on this space? And it's for anyone who enjoys oysters. But Black women are always going to be who we center around that. Um, and also as queer women, I feel like we also want to center Black queer people in spaces as well. So it kind of has evolved from, yeah, just like a fun thing I wanted to do. And then it was like, oh, wow, like people like this. No, we um, we definitely like this. Um <laughs> So it's been a cool journey, you know, watching you guys um, grow. And I'm not even talking about numbers. I'm really talking about like, just, and I'm not stalking you guys. Okay, <laughs> first of all, I'm not stalking you. I'm not looking for content ideas. Okay. Um, but no, it's been cool to watch y'all grow and just the thought process behind your posts and growing your tribe talk about that because you guys have a serious 
tribe. I feel like, <laughs> like why, why, why is that important for you? And how did you even go about growing it? Was it easy? Did it just come natural? Did they flock to you? It's like, finally you're here or like what? A lot of word, all of yeah, yeah, a lot of word of mouth. Honestly, Jasmine does a lot of the the word of mouth thing. <laughs> if we're if we're out somewhere, I'm automatically like, "Do you like oysters?" Mm-hmm. It's one of the first questions that may come out of my mouth. If I see that you're a black woman, I'm just gonna walk right up to you and just ask. And so, yeah, and then social media. It's always someone like, wow, I found my tribe. Like, these are my people. So, yeah, they kind of find us. We find them. It's a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Very community, the tribe. It's there aren't that many Black women in this space. So, typically, when we were like, oh, Black girls are oyster, like, oh, I've heard of you guys. Like, I know who you guys are because there's only like five. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> That's freaking amazing. I love hearing stories like that. And you, and you guys, I mean, you know how it is on social media. You got people, you know, buying followers and, um, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff, which, you know, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. We're, but we like, still look at our numbers and we're like, oh, my gosh, look, a new follower. Like, it's definitely right. it's very organic. Every time we get a new follower, we're always like, oh, my gosh, like, yay, thanks. Like, it's yeah. not it's never like, oh all right like every single one we're yeah. I'm like did you see so and so we look at everybody's profile yeah mm-hmm. we look at every single follower's profile to see what they do we, if you like oysters and it was 15 years ago on your instagram we'd probably like that post because mm-hmm. we're, right, right. we're just on there looking mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah it's everyone is included everyone's getting a repost unless your oyster looks like it was yeah murdered Ooh. Yeah, we're gonna repost it so right. make sure your nails are done or you look cute because you're... <laughs> <laughs> that is not a requirement <laughs> not a requirement so um dang what was i gonna say um where, where do you see this page going someone asked me that today Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I have big dreams. Um, I think especially after meeting Imani, actually, and um, we met her in October at an oyster festival out here. It was in Decatur, um, hosted by Oyster South and Kimball House here. And um, I wasn't even expecting, we weren't even expecting to see her, but we knew who she was. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, there she, like, oh my God, there's Imani. She was like, oh my God, I know y'all, oh my God. So it was just like this really organic, like really cool moment. Um, and there were also some oyster farmers, um, black owned oyster farmers um, who were there as well. And we met one of uh, the daughters and she had on a, a pin or t-shirt that said a princess of the South, oyster, um, princess. oyster princess of, of the, the South. South. And so we got to talking to her and next thing you know, we're just all talking about like how there are no black women in aquaculture really. And like, it's hard for us to connect with each other. There's no like community for real, for real. Um, But black girls and oysters can certainly be that. And we were talking about um, a retreat. Uh, So I would love to do oyster farm tours and getting black women on the water, um, having oysters fresh off at the farm, getting to ask questions. yeah, my hope is just to continue exposing Black people 
um, in aquaculture and making sure that we're highlighting Black women in that space as well. Um, but yeah, there will be merch, there will be events, there will be farm tours, there will be all of that. That's so great to hear, first of all. Um, there was one thing I wanted to add about a good oyster. Mm-hmm. If you're having a raw oyster, it shouldn't be dry. And I also want people to know that you can send your oysters back. You do not have to eat them if they look like they've been through a lot. If they're not up to par, if they if smell they weird, <laughs> if they had a long day, then you can send it back. And we've never gotten any pushback for sending oysters back. We've never had anybody like try to dispute with us about it or like force us to eat it. Like, no. So if you're like, oh, I'm not confrontational or like, oh, I don't like to, you know, we're talking about raw seafood here. And like we said, for health reasons, if nothing else, send it back. If you, if it doesn't look, yeah, send it back. You can send Send it it back. Send it back. I always tell people, um, ask for the tags. Ask for the oyster tags. The restaurants mm-hmm. are supposed to keep them for 60 to 90 days, depending on where you're at. Uh, okay. Ask for the tags. See when the oysters have been harvested. Yeah. As an as a oyster shucker, they used yeah. to work in restaurants. Um, I know <laughs> some of those oysters are not the freshest oysters. Mm-hmm. But I also know oysters can last months well i'll say weeks long uh more mm-hmm. than a month they can last more than a month out of the water but you gotta really know what you're doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta really know what you're doing and um that's definitely pushing it it's not by preference right yeah it's not right, by right. preference as an oyster truck and working for a restaurant <laughs> um i had to do some things that i didn't really feel comfortable doing mm-hmm. but at the same time um, I didn't take chances. I'm like, yo, I still got a conscience. Like, just because right. you give me this to the shuck, don't mean I gotta serve it. I can throw it in the trash. Right. Um, of course, it made a job. I- I'll tell you this this one place I was working, which if you know my history, it's not hard for you to guess which restaurant this was, but I'll leave it there. Um, but I was the only shucker there. And I was shucking for the entire restaurant. Oh, I'm talking about like no back help, just me. I was, I was, I was a beast. I, I'm not gonna lie, I was a beast. I had to be a beast. I had no other choice. Like, yeah, by yourself. That's yeah, cool. shucking for the whole restaurant, and there. So, what made the job hard? The job wasn't hard because I like shucking. But what made the hard, the job hard, was like just having old oysters, and it wasn't. I think, like, they just it wasn't like the oysters sat in our walking because we went through a lot of oysters. It came from, I don't know, you gotta watch what you say these days. You know, Kanye getting canceled, you know, he lost <laughs> a billion and a half, you know. So. <laughs> I can't lose my little hundred dollars. You know? <laughs> this, this won't make the, this won't nah, make the podcast. This I'm just messing with you. But the, I think what it is, is like some oyster farms have connections with, um, the establishment where they send mm-hmm. not the freshest oysters like maybe they got in a bond like hey hey can i send you these at a discount price mm-hmm. that's, that's got it like why else would somebody send old oysters I, yeah and maybe you can blame it on the distributor i don't know i don't know but that's just my two cents i'm gonna leave mm-hmm. it there i'm not gonna 
going there was an there. outbreak what last month i want to say what is neurovirus yeah. no that was like no no not that about, not that one though one a couple months ago oh yeah there was the one a couple months ago. okay yeah. there was one mm-hmm. a couple months ago and when yeah. i read the article those oysters were harvested in like february come on now yeah february and you're serving them in november that's crazy yeah. that's hilarious like but, people just don't care yeah i mean i get it restaurants is in a hard predicament right now um but come on now that's people's lives right right and that's your reputation because now yeah. i'm never coming back to this establishment exactly yeah. exactly and i'm never yeah. eating oysters <clears throat> from whatever farm they came from mm-hmm. mm. See, and that's why I also put it on the distributor's um, table, too, because, like, you know, the farms send it out. And once they send it, it's all on the distributor to do the right thing, you know. So the farmers do get a, a hard time, the oyster farm. But what, what are the distributors on? Are the distributors doing the right thing? You know, so you got to look at it like that, too. Being black. Let's talk about being oh, black. Let's say the black oyster farms. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Black yeah. What's that? I'm saying the lack of black oyster farms. Mm. What can we do to change that though? Black people have a connection to being on the water and aquaculture. And if we're talking about American history, obviously racism plays a huge role in opportunities that our ancestors have had to maintain their connection to aquaculture and maintain um oyster farms and land in general for like land in general, really. Um, And so I think if people were more knowledgeable about their own history and their own roots, it may call people to return to the water, return to aquaculture. Um, But we also have to acknowledge the fact that there are people who don't want black people in aquaculture and they don't want um, shared resources or you know everybody eats is a is a common phrase among black people but Mm. there are groups that don't want black people in these predominantly white spaces that's true um and so yeah i think that is also why it's important for community building why things like word of mouth is important um and why your reputation matters a lot um but yeah, being black, it's it's in yeah, like we'll we've only been to a couple of festivals. We've only been to two. Um, and they're pretty white, as you might expect. You know what I mean? Like as I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, and it's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, I would no, just I like as as a bad thing, but as yeah, a, you, as an African American male, I honestly would just like, you know what's crazy? And my wife gets on me all the time. She's like, why don't you just leave people alone? First of all, I'm a podcaster, okay? (laughs) I like talking to people. But second of all, when I see Black people, and this is, I'm sure this conversation is over some people's heads, but when I see Black people at oyster festivals at at an event, I'm automatically, first of all, if they're females, I'm telling them about your page. Oh, thank you. No, for sure. I'm, I'm telling them about your page third second whatever like i'm i'm asking them like how'd you get into oysters yeah where are you from where are you from because of course coastal communities they're used to like seafood and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and uh i just want to thank you ladies um for doing what you do creating that platform from that first picture that may not have been the best on ice cubes (laughs) um but it's all good 
um thank you and um any lasting words and of course where we can find you on social media no thank you this was great yeah yeah i don't know i don't this yeah this was fun we'll be back on the podcast hopefully hopefully you know we'll we'll be allowed to come back um it's always nice to connect with other black people in aquaculture and talk oysters so thank you for having us and, yeah, and we'll be in D.C. soon. I don't know, don't know when exactly. It's been on our, like, to visit list for a while now. So when we're, when we're out there, you'll definitely. I, I certainly hope so. Um, just let me know ahead of time so I can. Oh, yeah, for sure, plan. for sure. For sure, <laughs> for sure. It was crazy is I'm the most introverted, non-introverted person. So, like, <laughs> this is cool when I'm behind the raw bar is cool when I'm at a bar is sometimes good sometimes <laughs> not but like no um just let me know ahead of time so I can plan for it get my mind for sure. ready for it okay um thank you ladies oh. what's up pretty girl come here come here because she likes to get on every podcast episode especially when I'm going live with somebody <laughs> Hey. Oh, she can't hear you. Hold on. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so these ladies um eat a lot of oysters. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? She likes right, oysters too, I imagine. Lady. You don't want to talk. <laughs> no, but um, thank y'all so much for um spending your time with us today. Oh, she just wants to take selfies. Um, <laughs> um, and of course, we we can find you on uh, Instagram at Black Girls in Oysters. That's the letter in Oysters. Yes. yes, that's our social media on all platforms, 